0: On today's show, I'm talking about the coming pale horse apocalypse that will happen right when the tribulation begins. 25% of mankind will be killed. I'm talking about that. Some of the specifics of that Tremendous news for believers, terrible news for unbelievers. You need to hear this teaching today. I'm also talking about the Biden administration's announcement this week that they're opening a consulate for the Palestinians in East Jerusalem, which effectively gives control and recognizes East Jerusalem as belonging to the Palestinians. A horrible setback in foreign policy related to Israel. I'm talking about that and other news items related to Israel. I'm also answering questions. One of the questions. I'm answering today is should we have a will for the rapture to prepare for the rapture once we get raptured as believers where our stuff goes okay I'm talking about that other questions I'm Jimmy Evans welcome to the tipping point show Welcome to the show today. This is a very, very important teaching. I'm talking about the coming pale horse apocalypse and just the unbelievable thought that a quarter of mankind is going to be killed just in the first half of the tribulation. Before I get into this teaching, let me just say we have an EXO Marriage Conference. That's a part of our ministry, a very important part of our ministry is we help marriages all over the world with our conferences, our materials, our Resources, a YouTube content, all different ways that we help marriages. But we also have conferences around the country, and we have one coming up November 5th and 6th at First Baptist Church of Dallas, uh, Pastor Robert Jeffress. Wonderful church, and we're going to be there Friday night and Saturday morning for a conference. I'll be speaking there along with David Ashley Willis, Dan Leanne. We have many other speakers that will be there. It is a terrific time. You know, if you're uh, single, if you're if uh, engaged, if you're married, if, whatever you are, wherever you are, we would love to have you be a part of this conference. It's just a great time. And if you're struggling at all in your marriage, this could be a turning point for you, really helping you to get on the right track. But if you have a good marriage, it's just a great time to come and get a tune-up, take your marriage to the next level. We would love to have you there. Go to exomarriage.com and you can sign up there uh, November the 5th and 6th. That's uh, at First Baptist Church. Of Dallas Texas we would love to see you there now also I want you to subscribe to this channel also like this video today because this video today is one that that many many people need to see and what I'm hoping is a lot of believers will see this teaching today and will forward this or get as many unbelievers as possible to listen to it because th- this is going to be comforting to believers. I'm talking about a time that's coming very soon after the rapture, when the tribulation begins, when the seal judgments begin. And the fourth seal judgment is when the pale horse uh, releases an apocalypse upon the earth. Now, let me, let me define the term apocalypse for you because I don't want to misuse this term. It means, first of all, the complete final destruction of the world as described in the book of Revelation. So that's what we're talking about. It also means an event involving destruction or damage on an awesome or catastrophic scale. So we're talking about the fourth seal breaks and a fourth of mankind is killed. This is Revelation 6. Let me read it to you. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Come and see. So I looked and behold a pale horse and the name of him who sat on it was Death. And Hades followed with him, and power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beast of the earth. Now, the word pale there is the Greek word chloros, uh, where we get our word chlorophyll. And so it means green. So the rider on the pale horse is actually riding a green horse, but it's a pale green horse. It's a yucky, sick-looking pale green. And the rider on the horse is death. And that's an interesting thing. The rider is death, and Hades follows with him. Now, if you can imagine a lawnmower with a bag behind it catching the grass, the, the lawnmower in this case is death, and it's literally bringing harvesting souls into hell. Okay, And a power was given to death over a fourth of the earth. Let me say, the power wasn't given by the devil. The power was given by God. Okay, So here's here's an interesting fact that a lot of people don't know. Uh, hell is not under the control of the devil. Hell is under the control of God. And so this, listen to Revelation chapter 14. Then a third angel followed them saying with a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full, full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone. Listen, in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image and receive receive the mark of his name. Hell belongs to God. Jesus Christ is the Lord of hell and heaven. Death and hell have been defeated by Jesus. And so for people who are going to hell, it's not the devil taking them there, it's God taking them there. God has the power over it. So God is going to give death and hell authority over a fourth of mankind and so when that when that event begins to happen and death and hell begin to bring people in a fourth of mankind is going to die and we're told that there's going to be four different ways that they're going to die one is by the sword the second is by hunger famine Uh, the other is by death Now that could be disease accident suicide it could be a, a, a many different ways but the other is by the beast of the earth. Now, I want, this is what I want to focus on in this teaching. The beast of the earth. Well, first of all, let me, let's just do the math. When you talk about a fourth of mankind, right now on the earth, there are 7.9 billion people in the world today. Okay, that's the, that's the current count as of this week. Well, 2.3 billion say they're believers. And the reason that's important is because of the rapture. There are 7.9 billion people now. But how many will there be after the rapture? Well, let me talk about what Jesus said. In the parable of the virgins, Jesus said half of the church would be false when he returned. Remember, there were five wise virgins. There were five foolish virgins. And the wise virgins came into the wedding uh, and they, they married the bridegroom. The five foolish virgins, the door was closed on them. And the bridegroom said to them, I do not know you. Okay, so I I believe right now if the rapture happened, there would be about half of those who say they're Christians would actually go in the rapture. Okay, that's according to the parable that Jesus gave. That would be 1.15 billion people raptured if the uh, the rapture happened right now. Okay, if half of the Christians were false. Okay, that would leave 6.75 billion people on the earth after the rapture. Here's what that means, Uh, 25% of the earth being killed would be around 1.7 billion people that will die in the first half of the tribulation, the first 42 months of the tribulation. Let me talk more specifically now about how many would be a fourth of that. In other words, if, if, if there are four different ways that you can die, you can die by the sword, you can die hunger, you can die by death, you know, or you can die by wild animals. Let, let's just assume for just a minute that, that this is even, okay, which it probably won't be. But let's just say a fourth of the people die by the sword, a fourth of people die by hunger, a fourth of people die by death, some, but a fourth of the people die by wild animals. You know what that means? That means that 421 million people will die by wild animals in the first three and a half years of the tribulation. I don't think there could be a worse death. If there's a worse death, I don't know what it, how it could be. But here's what I want you to understand. Genesis 9 tells us that when Noah got off the boat and the animals began to multiply and humans began to multiply on the earth, God put the fear of mankind on the animal kingdom. This is Genesis 9. So God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be on every beast of the earth, on every bird of the air, on all that moves on the earth and all the fish of the sea, they are given into your hand. And so animals have a natural fear of man. Let me prove this to you in a personal way. We were in Africa about 20 years ago or so, and we spent a couple of weeks in the bush with wild animals. And so uh, we would go on nature walks. Karen and I would go on nature walks in the bush with the wild animals. But we had a guide with us and he had a big gun. And so, you know, I'll walk with anybody, anywhere with a big gun. And so our guides had this big gun in South Africa. So we went to Botswana and we were there for a few days and our guide in Botswana said to us one day, he said, you guys want to go on a walk? And we said, sure. We get about a mile from our camp and we realize he doesn't have a gun. He has no rifle, we're in line country. And I said to the guide, I said, "Uh, hey, where's your gun? And he said, we don't need a gun. And I said, yeah, we need a gun. He said, no, we don't need a gun. The animal's fear us. Now, this is in Africa, lion country. He said, just don't run. He said, if you run, they'll chase you down and kill you because they know you're afraid. But if you'll stand your ground, they'll just come up and do a territorial display and they'll walk off. I said, lions will walk off. He said, if you don't run, they will. So we were on that road and a bull elephant, a bachelor bull elephant, which means he had been rooted out of the herd by the younger bulls comes walking down the road in front of us by himself, and he's in musk. This means he's in a particularly bad mood. It's, it's a bad time for him. He has musk, this hormone secreting out of his forehead, and he sees us. There's six of us. He sees us, and he starts wagging his head and doing that screaming noise that elephants do, and he rushed us. And our guide, of course, we shoved him out in front. You know, we were in single file behind him, and we shoved him out in front, and our guide, when the, as the elephant is rushing us now, he slaps his hands real loud like this. That's all he did. And the elephant stopped. Then the elephant came at us again. And he clapped his hands like that. And the elephant turned around and walked away. Now this was terrifying. I'm just telling you. I, knew if the, I thought if this guy dies, we're in the bush in Africa. We don't know what we're doing or where we are. And there are lions everywhere. But the guy was right. And, and what's right is, is God put a natural fear of mankind on the animal kingdom. Now, I've known a few dogs in my life that didn't get the memo, but generally, the fear of God is on the animals. Okay, but here's the point. God controls the animal kingdom. This is Jeremiah chapter 27. And now I have given all these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant and the beast of the field, I have also given him to serve him. God says, my servant Nebuchadnezzar, I'm putting the, the kingdoms of the world under him Even the animal kingdom I'm giving him to serve him. So God controls the animal kingdom and God uses animals at times for judgment. This is Deuteronomy 32. Of the rock whom begot you, you are unmindful and have forgotten the God who fathered you. And when the Lord saw it, he spurned them because of the provocation of his sons and his daughters. And he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end will be for they are a perverse generation, children children in whom is no faith. They have provoked me to jealousy by what is not God. They have moved me to anger by their foolish idols, but I will provoke them to jealousy by those who are not a nation. I will move them to anger by a foolish nation, for a fire is kindled in my anger and shall burn to the lowest hell. It shall consume the earth, increase, and set on fire the foundations of the mountains. I will heap disasters on them. I will spend my arrows on them. They shall be wasted with hunger devoured by pestilence and bitter destruction, I will also send against them the teeth of beasts with the poison of serpents of the dust. Now, this is exactly what God is saying in Revelation. That was to one nation that was under God's judgment. In the tribulation, it's all the nations. It's 25% of the population of the earth, but God now is sending this judgment. And the point is, when people are at peace with God, he puts the animal kingdom at peace with them. When people rebel against God, he'll even use the animal kingdom as a judgment against them. And so, but here's what I want you to imagine for just a minute. Uh, One of the previous horses, the rider on the black horse, the third seal, announced scarcity on the earth, that it would take a day's wage for the average person to buy a quart of wheat or three quarts of barley to feed themselves. Okay, so if the average person is going to spend everything they have just to eat and just to survive. That means that there's scarcity in the animal kingdom as well, that there is m- massive judgment happening on the earth. And not only do, does God take away the natural fear that animals have of humans, and that's what happens during the tribulation. I want you to think about this for just a minute. As a believer, you're not going to be here. You're going to be raptured. I'm not going to be here. But as an unbeliever, for, for your friends, for your relatives... For your children, for your grandchildren that are not saved, part of the the reason for this message is to just to provoke you and to encourage you, pray like you've never prayed and witness to them every time you have the opportunity. Let me say this. During the tribulation, when this seal is broken, God is going to remove from the earth the natural fear that the animals have on humans, and humans are going to become menu items for animals. Think about how horrific, 420 million people, if all of the judgments kill equally, 420 million people in 42 months on the earth dying by wild animals. And we're counting right now COVID, all the COVID deaths on the earth and things like this. There is nothing that has ever compared in the history of the world to this judgment alone. And so you don't want that for your family. I don't want that for my family and friends. I'm saying if you're a believer, you're not going to be here. But remember, there are those that will be here. Let me talk about witnessing for just a minute. Witnessing is not what you do. It's who you are. When you're witnessing to another person, you're not trying to convince them of theology. You're only trying to tell them what Jesus did for you and to encourage them to turn to Jesus for the issues that are in their lives. If you're an unbeliever, and you're listening to this right now, because I'm hoping that every believer will try to get unbelievers to listen to this. If you're an unbeliever, I'm telling you that God loves you and Jesus died for your sins, and there's coming upon the earth right now a judgment. It's gonna be a tribulation soon, but you already see the rumblings of the world falling apart, nations falling apart. This is the end times when the tribulation begins, it will be too late for you. If you receive Jesus now, that when, the tri- when the rapture happens and Jesus comes for his church, you'll go and you'll spend seven years at a marriage supper of the Lamb that will be incredible. But your life today will also be blessed because of that. If you wait and the tribulation begins, that's when God sends his wrath on the earth for seven years. And no one escapes during that seven-year period of time. My encouragement to you is if you're not a believer or you're unsure about your relationship with Jesus, that you pray a prayer like this. And I want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I open my heart to you and invite you to come in to be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Give me the gift of eternal life and fill me with your holy spirit give me the power to change and to live for you i dedicate the rest of my life to you in jesus name amen a simple prayer like that changes your eternity and if you just prayed that prayer i want you to tell someone tell someone who's a believer i want it's very important that you that you do this publicly and not just privately find a bible believing church people who believe in god and people who believe in the bible strong believers be a part of that church read your bible get if you don't have a bible get a bible get a bible that you can understand beginning the new testament the book of psalms and the new testament and read it every day and just let it feed your heart and begin to pray begin to have a dialogue with god and trust god with the issues of your life But if you just gave your life to Jesus, I just want to say congratulations. You're now a believer. believer. And when Jesus comes for his church, you're going. Share this with as many people as you can and understand when the believers are raptured, what is going to happen just after that is beyond anything that we can imagine. I just talked about one-fourth of one seal on this program today that kills 420 million people by wild beasts. That's just one judgment. There's so many judgments that happen during the tribulation. No one that you love do you want there during that period of time. Pray for them. Witness to them. Do everything that you can do to take as many people with heaven with you as you can. We're going to go now into the subscriber portion of the program. If you're not a subscriber, I encourage you $7 a month, $77 a year. You can be a a subscriber to endtimes.com. You get all of our articles all week long. You get the full Tipping Point podcast, this full Tipping Point podcast. Plus, you're a part of the community. We have a a very large community of many thousands of people that are subscribers to endtimes.com. And when we publish the podcast or articles or whatever comes out during the week, they pray together, they encourage each other, they make comments. It's a wonderful community. We would love to have you be a part of that $7 a month $77 a year. And by the way, if you sign up for the monthly, uh, the first month is free, so you can check us out for free. So we'd love to have you be a part of the endtimes.com community. We're going to go right now to the subscriber portion of the program. So if you're a subscriber, you actually need to go to endtimes.com to see the full uh, Tipping Point show here. And so go to endtimes.com or respond to the email we gave you. God bless you.